Hello and welcome to Small Biz MBA. I'm your host, Yasmin Ali, and today we look at one of those topics that small businesses are the forerunners in, and that's innovation. I have to admit that this is a show that I had a lot of trouble scripting, and after trying very hard to figure out why, I realized that the topic is one that is actually very vague and almost philosophical when it comes to small businesses, with a focus of Small Biz MBA, and my day job for that matter, is practical implementation tools for small businesses. I mean, Racecorp decided to not have innovation as one of our values because we couldn't measure it. And if you can't measure it, you can't say for sure whether it's real in your business or not. So how are we still doing the show? <laughs> Simple by reframing the question. Rather than asking, how do I teach entrepreneurs about innovation, I started asking the question, how do small businesses stay ahead of the competition? I remember one of my university lecturers telling us that the only competitive advantage that a company has is its people. Now, within a small business context, human resource retention is often one of the hardest issues. We spoke about this previously and will probably again. But I don't think that my lecturer was wrong. Instead, I think that this is only half of the puzzle. I think that the other half lives in organizational structure. Small businesses and even bigger startups tend to have a very flat organizational structure, making decision-making and implementation of these decisions easier. This speaks to a concept tweaked from Darwin's survival of the fittest called survival of the most adaptable. In other words, those companies who have the ability to adapt their products to what the client wants is the most efficient. And those are the ones who will thrive. Usually what we understand by innovation is something new, be it a product or a process or even a method of delivery. It's a game changer in the way our clients experience our products. Something that, they, that makes this much more practical is to visualize your business in five years' time. What does your business look like? What do your clients come to you for? What are you known for in the industry? Now, here's the problem. The business you see in five years' time is the one you should actually have today, or at least the one you should be in the process of building today. What are the things already annoying your clients with regards to the industry? Here's the important thing. I firmly believe that as entrepreneurs, we need to employ an attitude of nothing is impossible. Let's challenge ourselves and our staff to create the impossible solutions. That's how small businesses creep up, take clients from the big guys, and in the process, give the biggest competitors in the, in the industry a proverbial bloody nose. Now, in order to do this, we need to get out of technician mode and into entrepreneur mode. And we need to empower our people. Remember that we spoke about this phenomenon called intrapreneurs? Intrapreneurs are the innovators who take on new things and own new projects in such a way that they become completely synonymous with it. It's like they have a small business within the bigger business. And the smaller business drives the new ideas that are needed. Well, if you're going to be an innovative business, you need to empower your entrepreneurs with the tools to innovate. The biggest empowering tool that your entrepreneurs need is actually the freedom to do what you need them to do. And that includes you as the entrepreneur making it okay for them to come up with solutions. Yes, that is something that's needed. 
our societal norm is not to be different and innovative. It's to be safe and do the job. So people tend to do what they think is expected. The other side of it is to be okay with mistakes. I know in small businesses, mistakes can be costly. But the cost of not being okay with mistakes is zero innovation. Look at it this way. One of the greatest inventors of all time, Thomas Edison, was renowned for saying that he didn't fail at inventing the light bulb. He just found 99 ways of not doing it. However, to be effective, it isn't enough to create new things. It must also be sustainable. I've seen so many small businesses launch amazing innovations, which would be absolute game changers for their businesses and even their industries. But in a few short months, they have to put an end to it. And typically, it comes down to the fact that the entrepreneur thought was going to change the business was too expensive, too difficult to replicate. Basically, it was a good idea that worked, but the entrepreneur didn't plan well enough for it to become the game changer that the business needed. And this is because as entrepreneurs, we like the idea of coming up with the ideas, but not the homework that often goes into making it work. Making sure that the numbers balance and ensuring that the systems are in place to handle changes are both boring, so we avoid it. But this will in the end ensure that we don't waste time and money. Another vital aspect is that you must have buy-in from your staff. Your staff, whether they're in sales, admin, finance, or any other department for that matter, are your biggest form of marketing. If your clients pick up from them that this is half-hearted or not fully supported, or it may not last, or that they don't buy into it, your clients won't buy into it either. Remember that you rely on your employees to get the right message across. So I would urge you to rather hold off on anything new until your employees completely understand it and understand how it changes the client experience. Without this, your staff may either purposely or inadvertently sabotage the process. One of the easiest ways to do this is by involving as many people as possible in the full process. After all, a game changer will have effects on other departments and you cannot have one department feeling burdened while another is elated. Bringing everyone in brings a sense of camaraderie and excitement and turns this into an all of us event rather than an us versus them scenario. Finally, something that I've mentioned previously is to reward the innovators. Sometimes the reward is simply recognition and a mention at the company's monthly braai or a dinner out. Or you can create something internally. I mean, if the award is for being innovative, then you can certainly be innovative about the award as well. After the break, I'm joined by Leandi Streeter, who is an absolute authority on innovation for small businesses. Join us for that. Welcome back to Small Biz MBA. I'm joined by Leandi Streeter, did I get that right? <laughs> um, who is an innovation specialist and I'm very excited to have her on the show. Leandi, welcome. 
Thank you for having me, Yaz. I'm very excited to be here. So I know that innovation is your world, innovation is your life, innovation is your passion. Mm. But I have to start with the question that always intrigues me. Why are small business owners and entrepreneurs so intimidated by this concept of innovation? It's a brilliant question, Yaz. Um, there's so many words flying out there at the moment, like design thinking, client centricity, um, you know, share economy, uh, there's disruptive technologies, Ooh. disruption, <laughs> very juicy stuff. But the reality is what often happens, and of course then people start um, using examples like uh, Uber that uses disruptive mm. technology, mm. et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is, is that there is actually a lot more context to it. And it's a lot, it's complicated, but it's simple. Innovation gets messy, but at the same time, it, there's an intent behind it. Okay. So where it all begins really is about what the problem or the issue is, or what is the solution we are trying to create. So essentially, it's, it's that good old fashioned adage that says, you know, start with the end in mind. What is your vision? What are you trying to create? And then let's pull the pieces to get there. Absolutely. So quite often I find it very interesting as well when entrepreneurs or, or people come and they have a chat with you about innovation. They say, I have to have a disruptive strategy. <laughs> and you're like, really? Okay. Disruptive strategy. Let's begin at the beginning. What is it that we're trying to do? What is the purpose? And then most often, if it is a product or a service, it's yeah. very much aligned to what is it that we're trying and who? It's about the who. Who are we solving this problem for if there's a problem to be yeah. solved? What service are we delivering? Um, or what product are we delivering mm. to that purpose? What is the pe or person? What is the purpose behind it? And I think, I think that's such an important thing to, to start off with. Know your market. Know Absolutely. who you're trying to sell to. Because if you don't know who you're trying to sell to, you can disrupt all you want, but it's not going to get hurt. Absolutely. It's very much about flipping it inside out a little bit. Uh -huh. In the past, corporations and as businesses, we had great products, we had services. Uh, financial services sectors is probably a great example mm. of that. Where, and probably insurance as well, because it's a bit of a great purchase, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, this is the product, this is what's available, you have to buy it. There are no other options. Yeah. There is no flexibility around mm. it. And how we used to compete is we used to compete on features and we used to compete on benefits. Yeah. Now it's very much around the fact that this, the power has shifted. Clients mm. are becoming, or customers and consumers are becoming a lot more um, savvy. They, they more choice, uh, there's information yeah. available. There's more choice available to them. And quite often they don't want the solution that you are traditionally providing. Mm. They want a little bit of this and mm. a little bit of that because in fact, they have a budget to consider. Most people have a budget mm. to consider. Absolutely. They're at a stage in their life cycle or they have different mm. needs to everybody else. So it's very much about understanding the heart of your client yeah. or your customer and understanding the user or client journey. And by understanding that, then it's going, okay, fine. If I understand the world of this person, how do I design a solution, mm. which is either a product or service, that adds value. So it's the perception of value. And, and, and that adds value in, in, in a real way, Absolutely. not in, in, in the, the superficial way that Let's, let's be honest, a lot of companies have gotten away with in, in, in the past because, hey, I'm here and I have a marketing budget and therefore I can blast it all over, all over media and I can get noticed and, 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 and people will buy it because they've seen it. Nowadays, hmm. I mean, it, you cannot open the internet without 
having some new competitor on every front <laughs> trying true, to get true. your attention. True, true. So we were t you were talking about um, the buying power um, of customers. Does the same hold true for corporate customers? So for, for, for business to business um, type of marketing? Absolutely. It's very much about understanding what the pain point is of your client. Mm -hmm. So whether it's a consumer in terms of the user experience on a very real, you know, where we're working with LSMs and demographics mm -hmm. and that sort of thing, whether it's mm -hmm. a, you know, a product or commodity in that we're retailing for yep. argument's yep. sake versus your business to business and your corporate client. Absolutely, we're engaging with humans. Mm. So it's not just about being the fastest, being the best and all of that. That comes standard. Absolutely. That is pretty much. I deliver on time. If I, if, if I hear one more small business tell me that their innovation <laughs> is that they deliver on time, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> because I mean, that should be, customer service should be standard. It should not be a, a competitive advantage in any way okay let's get back to talking about that wonderful topic of innovation in its purest form for a small business sitting out there going yeah, you know what I don't have a lot of resources um, at my disposal um, I'm kind of just starting off I'm kind of just getting on my feet and now you're telling me that I have to create this this this, this different big thing that you know the whole world is going to take notice of What's the advice to that dude today? So from a perspective of a small business with regards to innovation, first understand the intent. Why are we innovating? You're already at an advantageous point that you are smaller, which mm -hmm. means that you can adapt already mm -hmm. to market trends. You can see and spot trends and you can yeah. respond a lot easier than big corporations for argument's yeah. sake. The, the trick is to how do you harness those resources in order to deliver on that and seeing trends and saying, okay, fine, there's a gap. But again, identifying what the challenge is and saying my intention for innovation may be around products or solutions or new capabilities to deliver products and solutions yeah. to clients or very much very simple incremental uh, what we call process innovation. So Iteration. all of those, yes, all yeah. of those, and even on a personal level, mm. you can uh, you can also you know I, every day I look at myself, but I have a very curious and a ferociously <laughs> curious mind. I'm passionate about a lot of things, you know. So for me, I always ask you know a lot of questions. Mm. I'm interested and intrigued about a lot of things, and I always investigate. And then when I have gone through something, and I will I will always ask what happened here, what worked, what didn't work. If it didn't work, why? What were the lessons and insights learned? And, and, and how do we do it better the next time? Absolutely. How do we implement? How do we, how do we action? Because I, that I think that that's one of, the, one of the key aspects that gets overlooked a lot of the time. I have Very this great point. idea. Absolutely. Everybody's got this great idea. And, but I thought about it three years ago. You know, and, 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 and then I get upset when next week I see someone else having implemented absolutely and that is very real so quite often people had a misconception of or misperception rather of innovation just being around creativity you know you mentioned mm. innovation everyone's like oh I have to be so creative <laughs> yes to a certain degree because you have to challenge each other to think differently to yeah. you know and and also it's really important to challenge thinking with multiple stakeholders or team members yes. even whether that is your advisory yeah. board, whether it's your certain point, certain employees, um, depending on who mm. needs to be involved to deliver 
uh, on the thinking as or creating the solution and design the design rather and then also very very importantly who's going to deliver mm. because without it without implementation an idea is an idea is an idea it's like a unicorn <laughs> Okay. Until hey, unicorns are real. <laughs> so it's very much around, you know, otherwise you're farting rainbows and you're not actually really implementing anything. And that's the important thing because that's how you gain traction and movement is through implementation. But there's also something important around yeah. that. So what happens is quite often, okay, so we have great ideas. We develop the solutions. What happens is we get so caught up in the development of the solution that we forget to go to market or we forget mm. to test. I have seen a lot of entrepreneurs lose traction in terms of time and ground mm -hmm. by, by just over-engineering this thing. Um, it's about getting the minimum viable product. That's a little bit of an acronym. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Out there. But get going. Test the prototype. Make sure, don't wait until it's perfect. Test it, fail where we need to fail, and then let's learn the lessons, iterate, make it better, and then go for yeah. it again. Because one of the, one of the key things in, in, in modern society is it's about time. So, so give, me, give me the solution now. Leandi, I think that we could probably go on for oh. hours, but that's all the time we have, unfortunately. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Jez, for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. <laughs> After the break, I come back with some key tips and insights on how you can keep innovating in your business. Join us for that. Welcome back to Small Biz MBA. We've been talking innovation today, and I just want to wrap up with a few of the key points that we've discussed today. One of the most important things to realize in terms of innovation is you need to innovate according to your value proposition. So we speak about the value proposition a lot and remember that your value proposition is the reason that your clients buy from you and not someone else. So of course we want the things that we innovate to be part of that reason why our clients are going to buy from us and not just buy from us, buy from us at a higher price. Remember, we are always looking to improve our profits. So if our innovations can improve the way that our customers see our business and see our products and see it as more valuable, we've got a winning innovation. The next thing to remember is quite simply to make sure that our business can handle our innovations. So you need to make sure that your employees in particular are completely on board with anything that you're trying to do. As a small business, one of the biggest competitive advantages that we have over the big guys is the fact that we can make decisions quickly and the fact that we can implement in a way that makes it so much quicker and so much more valuable for our clients because they get to implement within their businesses quickly. They see the results, in other words. We have the advantage of delivering in a way that makes a difference to their business today, not in five years' time. But it doesn't work if your entire company isn't on board. And I'm going to go back to that thing that we talk about a lot and that I know that you roll your eyes at a lot, systems and processes. Systems and processes are particularly important in innovative companies because the quicker we change things, the more important it is that everyone in the company changes. Importantly as well is the fact that all of your employees need to be champions for this innovation. What do I mean when I say champions for innovation? They need to be enthusiastically, not just, not just talking about the innovation, they need to be selling it to you 
to each other, to the clients that they deal with, even to your suppliers. The more people are excited, the more people will come back to you and ask for it. And before you know it, your innovation is going to be your strongest USP. Now, I want to talk about USPs for a second as well. What is your unique selling proposition? Believe it or not, innovation can be your unique selling proposition, but it's a moving target. I often hear small businesses talk about how being special isn't enough. How about being special all the time? How about creating something unique all the time? How about creating something that your particular clients want to see on a monthly basis? Let them come in purely to see what's different this month. Inevitably, they're going to walk out having bought something. And this can happen within your services businesses as well. In fact, it's so much easier within services businesses. In services businesses, it's us that's the product. It's me as an individual, my skills, my abilities, the way that I deliver. And at the end of the day, delivering in a way that is above and beyond what anyone else is doing is the thing that's going to set you apart from your competition. Again, I hear you say, but I do that. I am the best at what I do. Can you measure it? Because that's something unique as well. That's something innovative. If you can measure that you are better than everyone else, why wouldn't everyone else want to buy from you? If you can measure the effects of what you do, if you can measure the changes that it makes in other people's lives, in other people's businesses, that's innovative as well. So remember that it's not just about the physical product and making the physical product something big and wonderful. It's also about the processes and it's also about the after sale, the service that you give people afterwards. Lastly, lastly, I want to talk about something that Liandi spoke about, and that is that you have to be excited. You, as the owner, have to be excited about your innovations. If you're not excited about your innovations, it's not going to trickle down to the rest of the, of the company. So go out there and excitedly innovate your business and your products because, believe it or not, that's what's going to attract customers to you. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Small Biz MBA and be sure to join us next time for another great episode. Goodbye.